Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. A few weeks ago, we started this new study in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2. And this is a challenge that the Apostle Paul gave to a young Timothy. He calls him my son in the faith because he was his son, literally, or spiritually. He was his son. He led him to the Lord and and engaged him in discipleship. And this is what he was saying to young Timothy. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. You know what Paul was instructing a young Timothy uh, to do? He was instructing him to pick up the truth, pick up God's truth, and to pass it on. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Three characteristics of a good listener. Why? Because that is the beginning, right? If we're going to give God's word to others, we're going to pass it on. We've got to do that first part. We've got to pick it up right? We've got to learn to listen to the Word of God. And we talked a little bit about how we can be, practically speaking, how we can be a good listener. When the Word of God is given, when someone is engaging in an intimate and uh, private conversation with us, how can we give a bended ear to them? Because ultimately, how we listen to other people is a good reflection of how we listen to God when He speaks. And so we all know, though, that it's good to be a good listener, but there's a difference between a listener and a learner, right? A listener, what does he do? He hears the word, but what does a learner do? A learner hides the word. It's a step further. It is taking the information and now applying it to his belief system that is his heart. The Bible says in Psalms 119, which Psalm 119 is all about the Bible, and in context is all talking about his words and his testimonies and, and all his precepts, all of those, his judgments, his law. And what does it say in Psalm 119, verse 11? You probably know it. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. You want to not sin against the Lord? You want to please the Lord with your actions? Well, I believe a first step we've got to take God's truth and take God's word and hide it in our heart. Something that has helped me over the last couple years is taking that little word heart and making an acrostic out of it. Originally, I had seen this from somebody else. A family member had actually shared this acrostic with me or a similar one uh, with me, and I could not find the original source to it. So I kind of made this acrostic my own. And so whoever you are out there, thank you for this. This helped me so very much. I've made it my own and add my own thoughts to it, changed the words uh, quite a bit. Uh, But this has helped me so much in taking that little word, heart, 
and taking each letter, uh, making an acrostic, and how can I better hide God's Word in my heart? Let's jump right into it. The first letter is H. That is to hear the Word of God. We've already talked about it a couple weeks ago, how to be a good listener. But that's step number one, right? To hear His words being spoken. And in our new tech-savvy society, there's so many ways to consume information, right? There's podcasts, YouTube videos, there's live streams, and there's just so there's social media, which is so crazy how much information is out there. And sometimes you can have what's called information anxiety and literally just have so much information and you have a hard time remembering specific things uh, because you've seen so much information in one day. Uh, but one great addition to all this tech are the tools that are available, right, that we can utilize to consume God's Word, right? I have a little app on my phone. It's called the um, the Blue Letter Bible app is one, but the other one is called the Bible.is, and it has a great audio version of the Bible. It kind of adds some sound effects and some music in the background. Uh, so I, the, the drama side of me really loves to listen to that. And I don't listen to it as much. I like I prefer to read it. But if you're somebody who would rather, maybe you're an auditory learner and you'd rather listen to it, that's a great tool to utilize to get the Word of God in your head and eventually to your heart, right? What did Jesus say in John 10? He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Your heart will follow who you choose to hear. Much of the problem comes when we allow so much noise right into our lives, and we get distracted by all these, uh, all the other noises of the game and this going on and this event, and we get distracted by all this noise. And all the while, God's speaking in a still small voice. What have we got to do if we're going to hear that still small voice? We've got to eliminate the distractions around us and tune in, just like a radio. If you listen to the radio anymore, uh, you t- you turn that dial right, and you or the old-fashioned radios it had two dials, or one for the channel, and one just to tune it and to get it just right. We've got to turn tune out the world, and we've got to tune into what God is trying to say. That's the first step of getting God's word in our heart. We say the second letter is E. That's for examine or reading the Word of God daily. You know, there's such a little emphasis I think on reading today. I don't feel like a lot of people as much read. And I used to be, when I was a teenager, I used to hate to read. I used to hate to read. We were given books like The The Scarlet Letter and Mere Christianity. And at the time, reading those books in high school, I absolutely dreaded it. But now I love to read. And I praise God he's given me a, a love to do that. Why? Because I have a hunger to learn and I want to uh, read everything pretty much I can get my hands on. And I want to learn all that I can because I'm still a student. I am still a Timothy. And no matter how many years you've been in ministry or how long you've been serving the Lord, or even if you're more leaning toward the side of the Apostle Paul or you're more of a leader and you're investing in others, right? you never stop being a student. And if we truly want to hide God's Word in our heart, we've got to learn to read it daily. But a lot of people ask, well, how should we read the Word of God. How should we read the Word of God? Here's just a couple things. How should we read the Word of God? I'd say number one, read it lovingly. Psalm 1 reminds us, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But watch what he say. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, 
and in his law doth he meditate day and night. His delight. Your delight is something that you love, that you enjoy. Like, I delight to go to the Outer Banks. I love to go to the Outer Banks. It's so much fun to go out to the beach and just camp out there and just do nothing. That is my kind of vacation. That is something that is my delight. Well, the psalmist is trying to get us get across to us. Hey, take the Word of God and make it your delight. Read it lovingly. Not, not only read it lovingly, but read it reverently. What does that mean? Respectfully. Uh, one thing that I've adopted, I was telling a preacher about this this past weekend, something that's helped me very much in passages that I give to others and that I preach, is by reading those passages on my knees. Reading those passages on my knees, making a special time with the Word of God. Because that time that we have with Him, when we open this living book, that's a sacred time, right? You're literally opening the breath of God, the Word of God. So read it reverently. Read it with respect. And I would say thirdly, read it prayerfully. I mentioned earlier about praying scripture or reading the word of God down on your knees and turning it back towards heaven. We've talked about that before, five points of uh, of how to pray God's word. And read it prayerfully. When God tells you to stop, stop. Talk to him about it. I think so often we read the word of God and it's more like a le- our time with God is more like a lecture. He lectures us in that chapter, but yet we don't talk to God about what he just spoke to us about. That'd be some somewhat of a boring conversation if that happened in real life, right? If I just lectured you for, for 45 minutes or however long and you never responded. Well, when he tells you to stop, stop. Talk to him about it. Lord, what does this mean? Lord, what are you trying to show me here? Lord, help me with that. Oh, man, I need that. Read the word of God prayerfully. So lovingly, reverently, prayerfully. And then lastly, read it daily. Consistency is key to the Christian who wants to hide God's word in, his, in, in their heart. It is key to getting God's truth into the fabric of our lives, not just so that it can get in our heart, but it can eventually wiggle its way down to our hands and become who we are and what we do. And and we serve him in truth, and we serve him uh, in the parameters of his will and his word. So we've got to hear the word of God. We've got to examine it or read it daily. Number three, We need to analyze it. You know, there's a time to read the Word of God, but there's other times to study His Word. To study. The Bible says what in 2 Timothy? Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. A workman. It is literally, it is work to study the Word of God. For some people, study is kind of a, you know, kind of a dirty word or it's kind of, a word that turns them off. Why? Because it requires work. But you're not going to find diamonds uh, on, on top of the grass in your backyard. You've got to find a strategic location. You've got to do some digging. It takes hours of preparation and tools. And, and that's exactly the same way with the words of God. It's precious stone. It is precious eternal fruit that are on the pages of Scripture. And we've got to use some tools to dig it out, to understand it completely. So study the Word of God. As I said earlier, we're all still students. We are all still students. And if we're truly going to live right, we've got to learn to study right. We've got to learn to dive into the Word of God. That phrase, rightly dividing the Word of Truth, literally means uh, kind of like a butcher is rightly dividing different sections of the meat. You go to a meat market and there's different uh, there's different cuts of the meat. You have a filet mignon. You have a T-bone steak. You have a flank. You have all of these different cuts. That's rightly dividing 
up that meat. Well, the Word of God is just the same in that it's a spiritual meat for us that we should rightly divide the words of truth. If we're going to get God's Word over our heart, we've got to learn to do a little bit of digging. So number one, we hear the Word of God. Number two, examine the Word of God or read it daily. Number three, analyze the Word of God. That brings us to our next letter. The letter R is to repeat. Repeat or just to share it with others. We are so selfish sometimes, aren't we, when it comes to our devotions? Uh, we, we open the Word of God and we look for our spiritual food, which obviously we should. We just talked about it a moment ago, to anal- analyzing the Word of God. But you realize that sometimes God gives you things in your devotions to give to others. Sometimes things that you didn't think radically changed you and sent you on this journey of, uh, of transformation. It was just, ah, yeah, that's a good thought. You know, sometimes those uh, good thoughts, when you share them with others, may just be that radical transformation that they need. So sometimes God, he gives you truth, right, to pass it on. We'll talk more about that later on. But repeating the word of God, we all know that some things that are not worth repeating, right? Some things are just not worth repeating, whether it's a bad joke, uh, a dad joke. Unfortunately, uh, I have come up with my fair share of dad jokes, now a dad of three. And some of them, I'm just being honest, are not (laughs) worth repeating. But there's one thing that you can repeat anytime, any day to anybody, and it will always be right. And that's the word of God. You'll never go wrong by pointing others to the holy pages of Scripture. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed this in my personal life, that some that sometimes the truths that I repeat often are the truths that are on my mind, on my heart the most, and that they've helped me the most. Uh, scriptures for me, like Matthew chapter 11, and verse 28 and through 30. You know, when I think of that, I think of I think of a season in my life of rest, and we're still working on that book, trying to get that trying to get that book out. Lord willing, be out soon, and I can't wait for that. But uh, of just those lessons that God's given me out of those passages, but that passage it represents a season, it represents something big and transforming in my life, and that passage I've repeated to so many others. So repeat the word of God. What does the Bible say? In Luke chapter 6, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So basically the principle is what is in the heart you're going to share. So if the word of God is instilled into the fabric of your heart, into your belief system, then guess what you're going to talk about? You're going to talk about God's Word, right? You're going to talk about Him. You can tell a lot about someone by what they talk about. If constantly they're talking about, oh, well, the weather's not as good as I like. They're always seeing the dark side of the cloud, right? Uh, Then you know probably that's what they meditate on the most. If someone, if they're always talking about sports, what do they probably think about the most? They probably think about sports the most. So what's in the heart will eventually come out. My youth pastor used to say it this way, what is ever, what, or whatever is in the well of the heart will come out of the bucket of the mouth. I think his mom used to tell him that as well, and I think that's so true. What is in the well of the heart, it will come out of the bucket of the mouth, 
and it, we will draw it and pour it out into other people's life. If you have sown bitterness in your heart, guess what you pour out into other people? Bitterness. If you have sown love in your heart, guess what you're going to pour out through your lips? Love. And so what comes in eventually comes out. And I think that's part of what Paul was challenging Timothy. Hey, Timothy, remember what you've learned and pass it on to others. So that brings us to our last letter, and that is the letter T. But before I get to that, I just wanted to give you kind of a quick challenge or quick encouragement. If you haven't done so already, I'd like to encourage you to go to our website at tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group. All you need is an email address and a first name. And uh, nowadays, everybody's got one of those. And so you can go to our website and just subscribe there to our readers group. That'll give you updates for all of our newest articles, um, all of our newest podcast episodes, all the updates on any book releases in the future or anything like that. And uh, all of the series that we have, like right now we're in the series of Pick It Up and Pass It On, and that's part of this year's theme, which is Back to Basics. That's all compiled there and organized for you on the website. So you can read those articles and view those podcast episodes uh, by series. So I challenge you to do that at TylerARobertson.com. And if you really enjoyed what you have gotten on the podcast or on the Reader's Group, you're already a part of the Reader's Group, I want to challenge you uh, to visit our website And there's a little section there called support. You can literally become a supporter of the website and of the Navigators podcast of our readers group as well. And so I want to encourage you to do that if you haven't done so. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. And literally that just goes back to the website. It goes back to um, the podcast and just helps fund that and – and all of that good stuff. So I'd like to encourage you to do that. Maybe it will be a blessing to you. If you've gotten a blessing thus far, uh, I'd love for you to become a supporter. So that brings us to the last letter, letter T. How are we going to get God's Word in our heart? This is how. We're going to think on the Word. We're going to hear it. We're going to analyze it, or excuse me, examine it, and then analyze it. Then we're going to repeat it. We're going to give it to others. And then when we're away and the book is closed, guess what we can do? We can think about the Word of God. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's an encouraging thought to me. I don't know about you. That encourages me. Why? Because I can have the same thoughts as Jesus. I literally can have his thoughts. And if I can have his thoughts, guess what? I can have his deeds. If I can have his thoughts, there might be a good chance that I can act like Christ. Well, how do I think on the Word of God, or what what ways can I think on the Word of God? I'd say, number one, meditate on the Word, right? Meditate on the Word. We know what the word meditate is. It means to kind of chew. It has the idea of a cow chewing on its cud. Uh, it has four pits in its stomach, and that's kind of gross, and it kind of regurgitates it up back into its mouth, chews on it some more, and continues to do that. What is it doing? It's getting all the nutrients that it possibly can out of that grass, hay, or whatever, they were eating. Joshua one eight says this: This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. He's literally saying, "Hey, uh, meditate on the word of God. Think about the word of God, and don't let it depart from your mouth." When you study. The word meditate in the Bible, you have this connection between meditation and your mouth. As we talked about earlier, what comes in 
must come out. And I think it works reverse as well. The more you talk about it, okay, the more you meditate on it, but talk about it to other people, the more it kind of gets deeper into the heart. So we must meditate on the Word of God if we're going to get God's Word, literally just chew on it, meditate on it, and memorize it. Memorizing Scripture is one of the best tools that you can have for getting God's Word in your heart, hands down. Okay, that is one of the best ways. There are a thousand different tools out there that you can use from apps and all these different things, uh, but you can even just use a flashcard and write down a verse, stick it in your pocket, and when the Lord brings it to your mind, uh, bring that thing out at work or wherever you are and uh, read that and try to memorize Scripture. Why? Because what are you doing? You're getting God's truth in your heart and into your life. Uh, I, there's something that I like to do sometimes. I'll take a sheet of paper and I'll write down verses on a specific topic. For example, the Lord, uh, if you burns my heart about loving others, then I'll find some verses that uh, that talk about loving others. And I'll write them down or type them out and print it out even in this, in this little booklet form. And uh, it will help me. Uh, it will be kind of centered towards one theme. And it will help me to get my mind towards others and loving others and fill my mind with memorizing Scripture. And I would say my challenge with that, though, is that if you pick a tool, use it. So often we pick tools, and we like the idea of this tool and the idea of that one, and we start it, and we never finish it, or we never utilize it. Whatever you use, actually use it. So meditate on the Word. Memorize the Word. And then lastly, how are we going to think on God's Word? We've got to master the Word. Now, don't get me wrong here. Obviously, you can never exhaust the inexhaustible book of the holy pages of Scripture. You can never do that. You can never exhaust the mind of God. You'll never truly master it. But what what is my challenge to you? My challenge to you is to practice it, right? Because that is the whole goal. The whole goal of getting God's Word in our heart and in our head. And so, as I said earlier, it gets down to our hands and it becomes our identity and what we do, right? You know a mechanic by just looking at his hands, right? You know, uh, you, you can know a carpenter by what he builds with his hands. And you know a Christian by what tools he has in his hands. You know a Christian by the way that he lives, by the fruit that he bears. And so what is in the head and in the heart will wiggle its way down to the hands and become who we are, become our legacy in this life. And so that's the ultimate goal. It's to master the word. It's to master the word. And you know, really, it's not uh, much a uh, point of mastering the word of God as it is letting the word of God master us, right? It's, it's getting to a place of submission to where the word of God, it kind of turns on the override of our flesh. And we've let the word of God into our system so much and we've saturated our soul with God's truth that was the Bible say, if you hide it in your heart, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to sin. It becomes the way that we think. I remember one pastor challenged us during Bible college. He said, let the Bible create your mind. What was he saying? He was saying, literally, stop coming to the Bible with your preconceived notions. Let the words of God become the building blocks that shape the way that you think. 
And obviously, if it shapes the way you think, it's going to shape the way you decide and choose. And if it shapes the way you choose, it's going to shape the way and the things that you do. What does James 1 tells us? It says, But ye be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the, into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. God has obligated himself to bless those that obey his word. You realize God's never going to ask you to do something that's outside of his word. He's never going to do that. And truly, if we are going to hide God's word in our heart, we've got to learn to think on it, meditate on it, memorize it, and ultimately master it, really let it master us. So hopefully that acrostic will help you a little bit about hiding God's word in your heart. I challenge you to use it if it helps you to hear the word, examine, read it daily, analyze, study it, uh, repeat it, give it to other people, and then lastly think on it. Meditate on it, memorize it, and master it and let it master you. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit TylerARobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.